Hi, my name is Alejandra Gavilanes, and you're listening to Texas Tasty's 512 Degrees, where we talk to Texas chefs, influencers, and foodies alike about their lives in and out of the kitchen. During our podcast, you'll hear interviews with our guests, and towards the end, you'll hear a groovy zap indicating our finishing lightning round of questions. Today, we have a brunch-loving foodie from New York City. He formerly traveled the country with Bobby Flay helping behind the scenes, but now he's the president of Brunch Boys, where he makes some amazing food for his followers on YouTube and Instagram. And he's the co-host of the Monday Night Podcast, where he and Adam Welby re-review Monday Night Wrestling Wars. Without further ado, today's flavorful guest is Jeremy Jacobwitz. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi! Hello! Good to hear from you. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing alright. Um, I just got out of a, a chemistry class a little over half an hour ago. Um, oh god. I have an exam this weekend, so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, but, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's been a while since you've had to deal with anything like this in college, so... Uh, it has been over a decade, so... And even when I was in college, I didn't really think about it, so it's it's really been since high school since I've worried about any of that. <laughs> How did you get inspired to begin doing Brunch Boys? Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, when I started Brunch Boys, there wasn't really any, honestly, thought put into it. Like, this is seven and a half years ago. So, like, there weren't food Instagram accounts. There weren't influencers. There weren't any of those things. Like, that wasn't the point because that didn't exist. Um, I was working in TV, and I just wanted, like, something fun to do between gigs. Uh, In TV, like, I went from show to show. So, sometimes... You have time off that's a day or two and sometimes you have a few weeks that are off and i just i'm someone that can't sit still creatively ever um so i i i just wanted something fun to do and and that was it it wasn't even supposed to be a food instagram account because uh, like as i said that didn't exist i was just going to make some videos some online videos about brunch and here we are before those seven years from the little research that i got to do about you i saw that you at some point were working with bobby flay yes so what was that like yeah so when i started i worked in sports tv first and then i went to food tv um and basically i my first job then my first real job there was was working with bobby so i was his pa on set so like it's his talent pa which is his like on-set assistant so my job is just to make sure he was happy, pretty much. Um, it's the best job ever. Like like I said, my job is just to entertain him and keep happy and be like the liaison between him and the producers. So my days were just like making him breakfast and driving him around and whatever he needed, I took care of. So you, you were pretty much kind of like this, like just like a really cool assistant for the guy. But did you get to know him during your time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my like, my job was literally just to sit with him all day, no matter what he was doing. I mean, at the time too, he did a lot of more travel shows than he does now. Well, not, nobody does travel shows now, but generally. Uh, so like we went all over the country. My job is again, like day to day, just making sure whatever he needed uh, happened. I guess what was the weirdest thing that he'd ever asked you for? If you're, if, if you're allowed to say that. <laughs> He was the easiest, honestly, like the easiest talent in the whole world. Like, I always just thought it was funny that like I would make him breakfast. Like, why? <laughs> like, he's the greatest chef in the whole world. Yet I made him breakfast every morning. But his breakfast was just like honey and yogurt. So like, and fruit. So like, my job would be like to cut up the wash, cut up the fruit, and just like make sure it was the perfect amount of honey every morning. It wasn't that difficult. You know, I don't, I don't know why, 
I never imagined him as somebody who would eat honey yogurt and fruit for breakfast. I, I... He's super, super healthy. It was Greek yogurt. I mean, this is years ago, so his diet might have changed now. But his when I was with him, like he he, he ate pretty clean. So like he'd get up and work out every morning and then like want to just like have that to sustain himself for a little bit. I'll probably have to write that down, actually, just so that I can like, you know, mimic Bobby Flay. Himself. It's delicious. The you, Getting that honey, getting the right amount of honey done is perfect because like, you know, they make the Greek yogurts that have like the honey built into it. But like. Mm-hmm. he needed like you, you know like it was too sweet and i agree when it when you mix it it's too sweet so like you gotta you gotta have the good ratio which is why I, I i did it myself every morning that's really sweet of you going real quick back to brunch boys you know you said you mentioned that you kind of just started this as with no intention of it being like you know like a influencer food instagram account but that's kind of what it ended up becoming and so along the way on the many, many things that you did along the way, you know, like what has been your, probably your favorite recipe that you have tried, that you have eaten, all that? Uh, I mean, I think to, to me, like, I, I don't necessarily think about like the breakdown of dishes when I'm out and about or eating or traveling or even when I'm making them at home, honestly, like, because my, like, I always say like, I'm not a chef. Even the cooking videos I do are more just about like, here's a fun recipe rather than like, I recipe tested this 10,000 times. So to me, I think about the experiences and to me, it's just like going to Japan is the best experience of all time. Everything I ate in Japan is the answer to that question, really. Everything you ate in Japan? Yes, 100%. Could you talk a little bit more about Japan? That's the greatest place in the whole world. I mean, what's funny is like, I think even before going there, especially being an American, like the, your perception of what Japanese food is, is sushi, pretty much. Like if, in America, if you you say I'm going to a Japanese restaurant, you're going to eat sushi. Did I have other things in the menu? Of course, but it's a, that generalization. But in Japan, um, they have everything and they do everything so well. And I mean, we were there for 17 days, 18 days, and we had sushi three times. We ate, we ate everything. And I think like shop, like I had the best pizza, some of the best pizza of my life uh, in Japan. Uh, every morning, I got a, a either an egg salad sando or a tuna fish sando for breakfast. Uh, the coffee was great. Like, it's it just endless amounts of all the best food in the whole world. Dude, egg salad sandos are so good. <laughs> they are so uh, good. I'm editing. I'm editing a video. I just stopped. <laughs> Let's get on the the phone with you. Um, my friend who actually went to Japan with me, her account's Wakabi Butter. She started an egg salad sando company in LA. Uh, so she was here in Europe for the week, so w- we made some sandos together. So I was at and I'm just like sitting here staring at my like, oh, damn, I want some more egg sauce. And I was like, hers are good. I mean, I've been searching since I got back for like the ones that like tasted like I had in Japan. Um, they are few and far between, and this is legit. What would you say is actually the key to it? Because like I've written like a very kind of knockoffish version of an egg salad sando. <laughs> Uh, for Texas Tasty. So I'm like, now I'm curious, you know, like what would you say is the thing that really makes it for you? To me, it's the bread. So the first step that we did actually when she got to New York is, this is a, a video that's up already. Um, we went to go find the, the best Japanese milk bread in New York City because we knew that like it was all about like, if we didn't get the bread right, the whole sandwich would fail. Um, and you think like, oh, it's white bread, but th- there really are like key differences. And it's not even necessarily about the taste because I think like you want the ingredients in the middle to shine taste wise, but there's a texture that you want of this like soft, pillowy, dense, nice chew that is very hard to replicate. And like, 
you can't just like use normal bread. You have to, A, it has to be Japanese milk bread. B, it has to be, it just has to taste a certain way. It's hard to necessarily describe until you've had that bite. Um, but we were, I mean, we're in New York City, so we were able to find something. And again, like it's, it's the closest I've had since Japan. That sounds really good. I need to, if you can drop that company name later so that I can follow them. And- <laughs> It's very easy. It's literally just called Egg Salad Sando. She made it easy. So you can look for them on Instagram. (laughs) I will probably clear out her entire stock in a day. (laughs) Well, she only does once a week, so it's hard. (laughs) How long ago did you say that you were in Japan? Uh, We were there for just under three weeks. No, not how long. How long ago? Oh, how long ago? Uh, That was a little over a year ago. A little over your, okay, so you got to do it before COVID happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm not allowed in Japan right now, unfortunately. So <laughs> you and me both. Uh, <laughs> but so, did, what changes leading into this? Actually, what changes did you have to make whenever COVID first hit, just like everywhere? I mean, you know, there's a lot of creative changes that to make. Just my, my literally, my account is about like me going out and exploring different foods to eat, mostly in New York because I live here, but I traveled pretty much this year. It was going to be once a month, but the stuff that I had lined up. Um, so the travel stuff obviously went out the window and even the New York stuff sort of went on hold because everything was locked down. So you, I wasn't, there were no restaurants open. So, you know, creative wise, cooked a little bit more, pulled from, pulled, I have six years with the footage, you know, so I was able to turn old content into new content a little bit. Um, like a good example I would say is like uh, specifically the Japanese stuff. It's like, okay, well, I couldn't go back to Japan again this year, but uh, while I was there, I produced a lot of like all the videos from more of a vloggy style. Um, mm-hmm. But so I took those videos and I made like a top 10 th- or top five things to eat in Tokyo, Japan. So it's all new VO, it's all new information. It's an all new video, just all the B-rolls what I shot last year. So. There, there, there are certainly ways around it, especially when you have a back catalog like I do at this point. A little tidbit of info that I ended up finding on your Instagram that I didn't know about you until, you know, I started to research you was that you have a podcast, too, with Adam Welty. Okay, I was going to say, which podcast did you find? Okay, great. Uh, that's, that's, the, <laughs> that's the only one I do every week. So that's the good one you found. Yes. So uh, could you talk to me a little bit about what it is that you mean whenever you say that you re-review old wrestling matches? Sure. So the podcast is called uh, Monday Night Pod Wrestling's War. So this is going to be a, a a long thing. Basically, before I worked in food, I worked in sports TV. Uh, my last job in sports TV was working at WWE, which is the wrestling company. Um, my job there was I worked in a tape library and we were going through every single piece of wrestling footage that has ever existed. They, their own library of their own content dates back to the sixties, but they've bought every piece of wrestling footage that has ever existed, uh, going back to the 1910s. So I spent a year there watching everything and I grew up watching and I watch it now. So I had general, I mean, had a better knowledge most, I guess, but leaving there I walked away with this like very weird thing of like well i've literally watched more wrestling than anybody else so uh you know i was thinking about some podcasts to do and to me when i think about anything i want to do i always ask myself like well why would somebody listen to this and i think a really easy or, or watch this or consume this or whatever and i think a really easy answer is always like 
well, I'm doing something nobody else is doing. So I was like, okay, well, maybe it could be fun to pull on this background in wrestling that I have. Um, okay, so we start there. And then I was like, well, so if you're a wrestling fan, uh, the Monday Night Wars were sort of like peak interest in wrestling in pop culture. Uh, these were in like the mid to late 90s. So it was WWF versus WCW, and they went head to head on cable every single week for five years, six years, whatever. So whether whether you are a wrestling fan now or you used to be a wrestling fan, those years like mean more to you than anything else. So I was like, okay, so we could do a show about the Monday Night Wars, which no one has yet. We could add our knowledge to it, which nobody really has, because not only did we see that like everybody else, but we watched literally everything. And two, I like the idea that it was evergreen, where we're not talking about, we're only talking about current wrestling, which we could have done. It's current for that week, kind of. And then the next week, why would anybody go and listen to it? What I like is we could keep building and building and building. And no matter when people find the podcast, it's, it's evergreen because we're talking about stuff that happened 25 years ago. So uh, I've been doing it for a year and a half now, maybe. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a gigantic audience. But to me, it's it, anything I do, it's just a, it's all supposed to be passion projects. Brunch Boys was just supposed to be a passion project. It just happened to be my career now. So, you know, I like the idea that once a week I get to sit down and like not do Brunch Boys things and just watch some wrestling, talk wrestling, and then get back to quote unquote real work. Mm-hmm. And then you have a co-host on this podcast, yes, out, uh, Adam Welby? Yes, so he he worked with me at WWE. Oh, so he worked with you. Okay. Yeah, so that's why the idea was like, okay, both, that's where we met. So the idea was like, okay, we both have this knowledge. We both have this thing that nobody else has. Let's, you know, use it together. Gotcha, because like I, for a second, I thought that maybe he just happened to be a huge wrestling fan that you knew. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he is, but 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 we both used to work at WWE, so that was sort of like the, the fun twist on it. And so you mentioned that you do other podcasts, so now you have to talk about those too, but... <laughs> yeah, well, so, I mean, some stuff is just like on the back burner, some stuff is coming back. So um, I have like an interview one. I kind of just do when I'm motivated to do it. And when I say that, I mean, in two years, I've done seven of them. Um it just sort of like, uh, I mean, as, I mean, you're literally producing podcasts right now. It, it takes work and it takes time and it takes effort. Mm-hmm. So when I feel motivated, to do that. And then I got a couple of other things cooking that are not announced yet. But sort of the same way, I just like, I want to get like a good base. And it's not even about like, oh, am I going to get the audience? Oh, am I going to get sponsorships? Like, I'm literally not even thinking about that with when I'm trying to come up with concepts or stuff. It's just literally like, how long am I going to stay motivated to, to do this? Uh, and then I'll go full force. It doesn't, to me, like, it, it, it doesn't matter when it works, it could work. Uh, the wrestling podcast is a perfect example of that. So as long as I'm passionate about it and happy with it, I'll keep doing it. So I, I'm just trying to get like all my ducks in a row before I sort of go full force with it. All right. So burgers or barbecue? Burgers or barbecue? Yes. Uh, burgers. Why? I live in New York City. So... The idea, and listen, I grew up grilling and I lived in the suburbs and I love barbecuing and grilling, but it's not ingrained in my culture where in New York City, burgers are ingrained in our culture. And like, I will crave a burger before I will crave barbecue. Do chips belong on a sandwich? Absolutely. Let me tell you something. Bobby's Burger Palace, Bobby Flay's Burger Place. The secret, if you go there, it's not much of a secret. It's well established, but still. Uh, you tell them to crunchify your burger 
by crunchifying your burger, they take a bag of Lay's potato chips and they put it right on top. And then you crunch the whole burger down before you take a bite out of it. That is fantastic. Uh, put it on a tuna melt. I, You could go in a thousand different directions. I'm totally on board with that. Ooh, yes. Um, also glad to know that technically Bobby Flay also supports chips on the sandwich. Because not many people do. Not many people do. And it's always so surprising when I hear no's. Listen, I'm someone that craves texture. So I love that idea, especially if we could add like an extra, but like, I, I love the idea. Like, I'm just thinking about like, um, uh, this place in New York called Golden Diner, which I love. And on their tuna melt, they put salt and vinegar potato chips, just like fantastic combo. Well, okay. What, what are your favorite chips to put on a sandwich? You personally? Uh, I think it depends what the sandwich is. I do like the idea of salt and vinegar. I think on the, I think it's too much for a burger. But I think when you're like, I think of like, ooh, what if you did like an Italian combo and and put like salt and vinegar potato chips? Like that would be great. Uh, I think it depends on what the sandwich is though. I mean, my personal go-tos for everything are Doritos, like the, the cheesy ones. <laughs> that totally works. And when you say to like maybe barbecue chips on like a chicken, grilled chicken sandwich or something, like you just take it in whatever direction, direction you want. Yeah, yeah. All right. What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, kind of all over the place at this point. Something happens to you when, I know you're supposed to be yes or no answers, sorry, quick answers, but I tend to talk a lot. Something happens to you when you get older, and the only new music I hear anymore is on TikTok, and like, that's not actually listening to music anymore. So I find myself just listening to the same stuff over and over and over again. Uh, I like, like today, I listen to, an eclectic, it's eclectic mix, but it's generally the music I listen to. On one side of it, it was Coldplay and Matchbox 20. On the other side of it, it was Drake, Drake, and Childish Gambino. So it's usually a mix of hip hop or pop kind of stuff. Okay, okay, I can vibe with that. Ooh, what is your favorite piece of media? This can be a book, a movie, a TV show, anything like that. But what is your favorite? Yeah, uh, it's it's The Simpsons. Uh, I've pretty much watched The Simpsons every single day for thirty years. So they've been on the air for thirty years, and I've been watching them for thirty years. So, yeah, I. Every episode, it's in, ingrained in my brain. What's the best season? I don't know. I'd have to double check. I, I want to say like five. I, 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 well, I can remember episodes where they where they are placed is all mixed up in my brain. <laughs> well, in that case, what's your favorite episode? My favorite episode is, um, I think it's called, I think it's You Only Move Twice. It's, it's the Hank Scorpio episode. Interesting. Do you prefer home-cooked food or takeout? Now, I know that you're into, a lot of what you do is pretty much takeout, but that's why I ask. You know, it's funny. Right now, it's probably 50-50 in terms of what I do. I uh, I like cooking, but when I cook myself, it's very basic. Um, mm-hmm. So I try and keep, like, just very clean and healthy and whatever. So I eat a lot of the same things every single day. So I think I get more enjoyment out of, like, doing takeout or, like, doing delivery because like that's when i like have fun with my food the food that i cook myself is very boring and (laughs) uninspired so you mentioned that you have traveled a lot and so in within all of your travels what is the best food spot you've ever been to oh japan easy (laughs) no no but like restaurant parts food trucks all of that like you know the one place that you have stopped at that you will go back to again and again but what is the best one hmm yeah that's funny uh 
I'll just give you the place that I legitimately do go back to over and over again. It, and I'll admit, this isn't the best restaurant, and it's not like the best of even what it does. But every single time I go to LA, I have to have sweet fin poke. Uh, and in normal times, I go to LA like every other month. Poke is just something that I can't find good here in New York, and it drives me insane. So when I'm in LA, like that is an absolute must at least once, maybe a few times while I'm out there. What is a country that you have always wanted to travel to? Uh, I really want to go to South Korea. That might be next. I also want to, I, I want to go to, I've been to Mexico, but like not real Mexico. So like I want to go to Mexico City uh, too. What do you mean when you say real Mexico? Uh, my only experience going to Mexico is I went to like a resort at Cancun. Like, I, like to me, that's not like going to a, a country. That's like going to a resort that happens to be in a very tourist town. Like I wanted to be like amongst the people, you know? And finally, my final lightning round question, what is your favorite place to exist? So this can be a beach, your living room, this can be standing in the river somewhere, but what is the place where you feel that you are like just existing and enjoying your plane of existence? Well, in 2020, I don't leave my apartment ever. So I guess that has to be the answer. I mean, generally, too, I mean, I, I really don't leave my apartment a lot. I, you know, I work at home, I shoot at home. I, I the, the gym is in my building. Uh, so COVID or not, no COVID, I spend a lot of time in my apartment, which is nice. Uh, I specifically moved into this one knowing that, like, because I do everything here, it had to, like, be very specific to my needs. And so, wait, so your apartment is your favorite place to exist? Yes. To exist. But is there any room within your apartment that you like to, or just in general, the whole complex? I mean, it's, 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 it's just a one bedroom, so it's, it's just this space. I mean, I pretty much spend all my time in, like, the, the main room, I guess, whatever you want to call it, the kitchen slash office slash studio slash living room slash workout studio slash laundry room slash, <laughs> slash everything. <laughs> Honestly, that's nice. Because, not going to lie, I forget that sometimes adults just don't have roommates anymore. Because, <laughs> like, my roommate is, like, next door. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, huh, doesn't he have roommates or something? How could he be so comfortable? And I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> but, yeah, so that is um, all of my questions. Is there anything that you would like to shout out or anything that you'd like to plug while I still have you on the mic? Uh, just, you know, br Brunch Boys everywhere. If you guys want to consume content, I uh, have a YouTube channel. Basically, the way I do things like YouTube gets the very long cuts of everything, like deep dives, extended cuts, more vloggy, more, to me, fun. Um, Instagram gets sort of a mix of everything now because they have stories and feed and IGTV and reels and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and in TikTok gets like the shortest cut down of everything. So depending on how you want to consume content, I have content for you. And how often would you say that you put out content? Every single day. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really happy that I had you on here, man. Yeah, of course. Um, once again, thank you. And I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. You too. If you'd like to see more from Brunch Boys, you can follow their Instagram page at Brunch Boys. You can also follow Jeremy on Instagram at Jeremy Jacobwitz, spelled J-E-R-E-M-Y-J-A-C-O-B-W-I-T-Z. If you enjoyed today's episode, give us a follow at The Texas Tasty on Instagram and Twitter. Upcoming episodes and more can be found wherever you get your podcasts. 
This is Alejandra Gavilanes, signing off.